I love meeting new people, especially other entrepreneurs. And goodness, this has got to be close to 10 years ago. I was walking through a mall and as you know, I have a love for hot sauces. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and so there was, uh, it was, I think during Christmas time or whatever, and there was a hot sauce stand set up and I met the gentleman that was running that stand and we struck up a conversation and it actually turned into a multi-year thing like it's it's a cool story and we're going to share that and talk about that in today's episode starting now do you wish your life away waiting for friday do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. Okay. So the gentleman's name was, um, I want to say it was Wit. And, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, and he was running this hot sauce stand. And I was just talking to him about anything, but just kind of like curious. Like, this seems it, transient businesses are very interesting to me. Like, these businesses that kind of just pack up and go around and travel wherever. It's just such an interesting business model to me. And so I was just talking to him about it, and it was something that he just wanted to try. And um, eventually, uh, a few years later, um, I, I would see him every Christmas season at the mall. But then um, a few years later, I saw that a store was opening in the mall for the hot sauce business. I know. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, you, you guys are going to have your own store in the mall. That's awesome. And so I went in and um, it was uh, this lady, Carol, uh, that was there. And uh, so I was talking to her and eventually I was able to find out that Wit had passed away. And I was kind of bummed, obviously, you know, but yeah. so I, I was talking with Carol and she, she kind of told me the story that, you know, he had this like dream of running this business and you know, when he passed away, like this is all that she had left. Like, you know, as far as I, I guess like a, a livelihood, it was like all these hot sauce bottles and she had helped him run the stand and stuff. And so this was like all that she had. So she had no choice, but to try and make this business work, make it work. And so she set up in the mall and that particular mall, had been, it's, I mean, had been dying for years and years and years. So the traffic, the foot traffic wasn't great, but, um, yeah, she, uh, she had set up shop in the mall and I would go in there anytime that I could. I mean, she, uh, over time, I think actually witnessed us like having kids in our family growing. Cause we'd oh, come in, yeah. with, we'd come in with more and more kids. We would come in and there I'd be with like my, my growing belly again. Yeah. And I would try to, you know, I'd try to buy stuff. You, you know, I have way too many hot sauces and barbecue sauces. I know our stuff. house is just the pantry <laughs> of condiments. So, but I would always try to buy stuff to help support her and, uh, kind of just knowing that, you know, things were tough, especially being in that mall. And, uh, I would always try to talk to her about online stuff like, Hey, you know, get your business online, get on social media, you know, and, and get, you know, maybe run, uh, run some promotions and stuff, get people in, you know, do like a hot sauce competition or something, you know, I was always trying to give her new ideas on ways that she could get people in because we all know e-commerce is absolutely killing retail, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sad to see in some ways, but I understand it. And 
So the way for businesses to succeed now is to become experiential, have an experience. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things that her her shop was really cool with was, you know, she added a bunch of spices too, and then all of her different like hot sauces and marinades, marinades and, and pepper even, jams. Oh yeah, just so much stuff. And when you walked in there, it kind of was like you you got to smell all these different spices. Like, and you got, it was like you got to try, she would have samples so you could try the different sauces. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was just, you don't get that stuff on Amazon. No, you don't. And so I was like, you have a really cool thing going here. You know, you could do things to bring people in, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, try the hottest hot sauce competition or whatever, and you know, the winner takes to home a bottle, or and you know, there's all types of things you can do that are just kind of interesting. And so I was always encouraging her to do that, and she'd always be like, "Oh yeah, I've got a company that's helping me with that." And I'm like, uh, I wasn't trying to get her business. I, like I, I would, I was just in there dropping free advice for as long as she'd be willing to hear the free advice. Um, but she would always kind of fall back to, "Well, I got a company that's doing that for me," and I'd seen her website and. You know, it needed help, and but she wasn't bringing in a lot of sales from that channel, so she didn't see the value in it. And uh, it was just one of those things that I, I wish that I could. Eventually, that store closed. Um, there just wasn't enough foot traffic to justify the expense. And um, I, But I did run into her one Christmas at that mall. doing. She set up the, the stand, just kind of a kiosk setup. I was like, oh my goodness, where have you been? What's going on? And, you know, trying to catch up with her. Yeah. And uh, and she said that she had been doing shows. She'd started traveling around to various hot sauce shows and That's stuff awesome. like that. Yeah, it was great. And I think it's a really cool way for her to make this business work, right? It's very, it's intensive, right? She has to pack up probably a trailer full of stuff to go to these shows and to make her her bank, but. right? And she's by herself, and she's she's not a, a young cookie, like. No, no, you know, I'll um, I'll say she's in her sixties, you know, but you know, she's you know probably older than that, and she's pulling around a trailer full of hot sauces and setting up and tearing down, and I just it, it makes me realize like how every business should have a good online presence. You really need to do that because. If you don't have a, an experiential business, then you run the risk of people forgetting about you and not coming in and just like, if, if they can just buy your stuff on Amazon, then I mean, there goes all of the incentive for right. them to go to you. You know, you don't want to sit there and be like, well, I've got lower prices than Amazon. Often convenience trumps pricing. You well, yeah, cause you're not going to have lower prices than walmart you know yeah, like a regular grocery store hot sauce exactly and and those are one of the those are some of those things that you need to consider is like what is setting you apart from the convenient competition and experiences are one of those things right toys r us fell victim to this they they had these giant stores and people just bought all their stuff on amazon yeah, it's and, the same. It's, you get the same thing, but it's cheaper and convenient. But you told me something interesting. Toys R Us has been considering. I don't know if they're going through with it, but... As they, far as I know, I think that they've done a couple. Okay. So explain it. They have started some experience-based Toys R Uses where they actually have, like, PlayStations. Not like, not like the video game, but, like setups like a whole station that's filled with toys where essentially the kids would come in to 
more of like a an indoor play area versus a store. And the kids go in and they get to just play like mm-hmm. with the toys. And if they they're really liking one, then the parents can, you know, proceed to purchase. That's at least the story that they're telling. I, I think know. what they're really picturing is kid plays with toy, kid goes, I have to have this toy, and then stomps and screams until the parent buys it. I mean, so here's, <laughs> it's brilliant. here's the funny thing. All the times that we would visit Carol at that mall, it was usually because we would take our kids in to just play. To go the, to the play area. To play at the play area. And so I can see where Toys R Us was like, this is going to bring people in and they're going to just sit here and stay here because the kids are going to be playing. The kids are content. The parents can play on their cell phones or whatever, you know? So it's like, they're not just bringing the people back in, bringing in their target customers there, but then they're ensuring that they're going to stay for a while. Well, that's it. I mean, you, you, it's an experience, right? Restaurants will be around forever because there's something special about a quiet dinner inside of a nice restaurant versus trying to, you know, cook something at home for yourself. And Or, or even just taking out from the restaurant. It's yeah, different. It is. It is different. And that's it. Like, you can have all of these businesses. You can have Blue Apron and what's the HelloFresh Hello and all of them. They can, they can talk the game all they want. Restaurants will continue to be here. Because it's an experience outside of, you know, yes, cooking a HelloFresh meal is a different kind of experience than, you know, going to the store, buying all the ingredients, coming home and making it. Not as magical with five kids. <laughs> Not as magical with five kids. But that's what I'm saying is they're they're all offering something different. So HelloFresh is not going or Blue Apron, whatever one you want to say, they're not going to get rid of restaurants. Right. And cooking at home is the sensible thing to do financially, but it's not going to get rid of restaurants. Like there will always be restaurants because people want that experience, right? CDs, records, MP3s, Spotify, none of that has killed the concert. People still want to experience being there, hearing the music live, seeing their favorite artists. Like these experiences are what make like in-person businesses still possible. You know, but if you're in a business where it's like hot sauces are going to be harder to do as like an experience based business than, you know, something like a restaurant or a concert or something like that, or Toys R Us, you know, going the route of like turning into basically play areas. I mean, her biggest, I think, problem was where she was situated, like her store had a really fun feel when you came in. Oh, so tropical feeling. It's great. But the problem was the foot traffic. And if she had a really strong presence on social media and was doing some of those things in store, bringing the people, marketing it, her, her, her store and her, her brand, the sauces, any of that stuff, like come in and smell our spices. Like if she could have been marketing that stuff online and maybe enticing some people to actually go to this dying mall and yeah. and visit her shop, then it probably could have done better. Yeah, first five customers today gets a free bottle of hot sauce or something. Yeah, you, know? you throw that on Facebook and yeah, I mean people would probably be coming in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I would have come in. <laughs> yeah, right. And those are the things like 
you leverage the internet, right? You can, uh, I, there was, I, I forget the, the guy's name, but he, he likened it to being like a, a sign turner, you know, like those people that stand out on the corner of the road, spinning signs and doing all these cool tricks and everything. And like bringing people into your business. And that's kind of what you got to do sometimes with like social media and stuff. Like you got to be the sign turner. You got to get out on social media, connect with people, make something interesting to bring people into your store or bring people to your website, right? Her life would be very different right now if she had been able to build out a proper e-commerce presence where people were buying from her website rather than having to go around to various like trade shows now to get a hold of her. Exactly. And, you know, and even uh, I encourage her to maybe try Amazon, get on Amazon and see, can you sell your hot sauces on there? You know? There's a huge marketplace of people looking for hot sauces. And I mean, I, these were no like basic hot sauces. Like these were. Yeah. They were like pretty gourmet things. I mean, her Cajun Buffalo oh. was so good. And <laughs> you know, and, and those are some of those things that like, I'm, I'm not like a hardcore sauce person. Like maybe to you, I'm a hardcore sauce person, but there are people that are like, like next level as far as like, they want to try every, they want to know all the flavors. And so like, seeing new sauces hitting like Amazon or whatever, like there are whole YouTube channels dedicated where people are like, I'm trying this sauce today. And like, they just taste sauces and explain what it tastes like and stuff. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out to those people. No kidding. You know, send, 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 send the them, person yeah. a free. Here's free sauces. Taste it on your channel. Tell me what you think, you know, or be, you know, get onto Amazon and you know what? Those people are on there. They might find your sauce and buy it literally because they're like, I haven't tried this before. You know, and obviously that's a very small market of people, but those people can get word out to their audiences who can then sell your products. Yeah. You know, so what I'm getting at with this episode is every business should have a good online presence, yeah. right? And there's a lot of ways that you can do this. There are lots of, you can reach out to influencers on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you know, whatever you, you know, wherever your market is, you got to go there, find the people that have the audiences and strike up a conversation. Sometimes it's as simple as sending them a free product to give an honest review on, you know, if you know, you got a good product, you got nothing to fear. You got a questionable product right? looking at you, butter genie. <laughs> But anyways, Poor butter genie. <laughs> oh, that will be an ongoing meme throughout this entire podcast. Anyways, if you've got a great product, send it out to influencers to review because they've got your audience. They have access. And yeah, you might have to pay them to do the review, whatever. Do what you got to do to get your product in front of people that want it and start establishing that online presence. When you've got customers coming into your store, Give them a coupon to buy from you through your website, you know? And I know some people are like, yeah, except I've got higher expenses if I'm, you know, having to ship the product or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah. but it's how part much of marketing. There's that. And how much are you paying to run your store? You know, how much overhead does that storefront cost you? How much does it cost for you to have employees manning that store? The electric bill, the taxes, the insurance, like... There are other expenses to owning that business. So it's not a one-to-one -one comparison. Yes, you're going to have shipping costs, right? But how if you have a fulfillment company and everything, like you might be able to eliminate so much of the work for you to like actually do your business that it might be worth the extra expense. I know those fulfillment companies. That's the only thing that's ever made me like 
consider the physical product world. Maybe we could give it a try. <laughs> yeah, you know, so look into fulfillment companies and see what it would cost. You know what? You, you might be able to run your hot sauce business and never have to handle another bottle of hot sauce, you know, putting it into onto a shelf or putting it into a box. You know, ship your product to the fulfillment company and they take care of the sales as you go, you know. But the other thing is when you're in a store and you're seeing all of the things that you're buying, it's very easy. It's a very real world con. Like you're like seeing like, do I really need these seven bottles of hot sauces? And then your wife's like, no, no, you don't. I'm asking. I'm learning. I know you would leave. You'd always leave there with a bag, and it was like thirty or forty dollars. I was trying. I was trying to help her I- <laughs> <laughs> and help myself. But anyways, what I'm getting at is. It, when you're holding seven bottles of hot sauce or whatever the product is that you're buying, like when you're holding seven of those things, like it's easy for you to be like, oh, I don't need all this. But man, when it's just a number in a digital shopping cart, much easier to justify. All I have to do is click. You know? Exactly. So you being online, like you could end up actually being able to sell more to your customers for a number of reasons online than if they were to be in person at your store. Well, yeah, you could talk about, you could still pro- be promoting all the cool stuff you're doing in store if you were in store and say, yeah, if you can't make it out today, check out our our shop. Here's a coupon code. Yeah. You know, check out our sales that are happening this weekend on our shop. Yeah. And I guess that's another thing to consider when it comes to like an on, uh, online, your online presence. You might be going, well, I have to spend more on shipping if I have my online presence. But guess what? You know what? There are customers that want to go to your store today but can't mm-hmm. because of some type of thing happening in life. But you know what? If, if they could have bought from you on their webs- on your website, they might have. So, yes, you might have cheaper expense if you're like selling through your retail store, but you could be missing out on customers. You know, it's funny. This actually happened. Um, there, there was a soap shop that was like an hour away. And I really wanted to get those soaps to give as a gift. But I'm like, I can't get It's an hour away. Like, there's no way I'm fitting a trip. Yeah. You know, to, to the soap shop right now. But I go online. Sure enough, they have a shop. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's so many things that I think of. We, we like to do on a grocery pickup, right? Where you order online and then you go and pick it up. Yeah. And this is one of those things. Like, when you've got a bunch of kids with you in a grocery store, it's like essentials only. <laughs> the, the clock is ticking. Uh, you know, the our baby is seeming a bit grumpy. We have to hightail it through here. But I feel like we buy probably a lot more than we would if we went in store simply because it's like we just sit here on our computer and we like, oh, I yeah, we, we need that. We need that. We need that. You know? I have time to, like, think about all the stuff I need to get. And, and goodness, I'll, it'll even take me a day or two sometimes to make to put together the shopping cart. Yeah. And, and you know what? When the moment we're in the store, it's so stressful that I'll have my list and I'll see things unchecked and I'm like, we, we can go without that. We don't need it that bad. Let's get out of here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like once the kids start seeming bored or angry, it's like, it, it's honestly like those scenes from a movie where you're diffusing a bomb. It's like, oh my goodness. Uh, we're about to have a meltdown. We should probably get moving fast. Frame of reference here. For anyone new to our podcast, we have five boys. The oldest just turned seven. And 
the younger they are, like they're getting more and more independent, that sitting in the shopping cart is not good enough. No, it turns into like a war. Like, no, I want to walk. And it's like, sit in the cart, please, <laughs> please sit in the cart. Yeah. So <laughs> shop, like grocery shopping is a fantastic example of where being online is a huge benefit to whatever grocery store we happen to be shopping with because it's like, we spend so much more now on groceries. We probably do. <laughs> You know, so anyways, that that's kind of my case for I, why I think every business should have a strong online presence. It's no longer optional, especially, I mean, look at this coronavirus pandemic thing. Like, it's crazy what it's done to physical businesses, but you want to know what the businesses that have strong online presence, I'm not saying that they're not hurting. I'm not saying that sales are down or that they're, they're making less money, but if you have no online presence you're hurting a lot worse than the businesses that did. Definitely. You know, and that is just, it's something to consider. If you've got a real world business or you're considering a real world business, figure out how you can make that live harmoniously with an online business because it's not going away. It's not changing. The writing is on the wall. I'm not saying that physical businesses are done forever, but what I am saying is that consumers are going to get more and more used to being able to either walk into your store or buy from your website, or buy through your app. Mm -hmm. And the more comfortable they get with that, and the more they come to expect it, the more, basically, you will disappear if you only sit there with your uh, physical, real-world business. Yeah, and and the people are online. Even, even if you don't want to do the e-commerce, it's just reaching out to your Yeah, customers. figuring out how to reach them and get them to come into your store. Because let me tell you, you may not want to do it and you may not do it, but your competitors will. And yeah. be the first person among your competitors to do this and enjoy the benefit, the first mover uh, benefit, if you will, because eventually this is this is the way it's all going. You know, it's funny because this is one of like it's something I don't know why this just keeps like reminding me of this story. But I was driving recently and um, I heard on the radio that there was a um, a meat uh, a butcher shop or something that was at this at the actually at this mall, and they had set up shop in front of the mall, and they were doing drive through like come on out to our our meat stand in the parking lot of this mall. And it was because they were doing a, like, crazy sale. It was 15 ribeyes for $30. I mean, part of me was like... 15 ribeyes for $30? drive through truck meat in Florida <laughs> during summer? Well, like, what could go wrong? And I was just like... Uh, and it was funny because they were saying, like, there are a lot of cars here in line. Like, everyone's drive through because obviously, you know... It's there. There's this pandemic. Nobody's like wanting to just hang out. There's not a big party there or something. But yeah, could you imagine just a line, a drive-through? But it. I thought it was amazing that this very like real-world business found a way to reach customers. Yeah, and they they're getting people to come to them. It's like, what's this line for? <laughs> Meat. What, I know. What, what like? They're cooking steaks. No, it's raw meat. Just fifteen ribeyes for thirty dollars. Two dollar ribeyes, though. It's, yeah, drive through truck meat <laughs> in this Florida parking lot. <laughs> How 
see, you're not good at selling this. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I want to buy meat from a truck in a parking lot as much as the next person. I guess they had locations all around the Tampa Bay area or something. Well, but. yeah, if you drive around, you can be all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like, you know, good for them for still, they still figured out a way to make it work. Yeah, no kidding. And so, yeah, I guess it was just reminding me of this whole conversation about, right. like, you know, granted, that was radio. I'm sure that they probably had it all over their Facebook pages, too. But, yeah, probably. You know, finding a way to get a hold of your customers. That's it. So get yourself a strong online presence and prepare for the future. That's all I have to say on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.